give to be home. It's time for Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair in West Reading. Got a question about your vehicle? Give us a call at 610-374-8800 or 888-401-0459. So let's get started with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. Here's Tom and Ashley. Well, hello, good evening, and welcome to Idle Talk. I am Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we are here on 830 AM. We are live, um, and we are from King's Auto Repair, and we are Idle Talk. And, of course, we are talking about anything you want to talk about, just as long as it has to do with cars, right? Yeah. Okay. And we are on Facebook Live, so you can go over, if you want to see our beautiful faces for radio, you can go over to um, Facebook, look for King's Auto Repair, like and follow, and you'll get notifications when we go live. Um, And you can see our, as I said, our beautiful faces for radio, because I, um, my hair is looking to look a little bit like a drowned rat because I got wet today. I don't know even why. Is it raining outside? I don't even know why I bothered getting out the curling iron this morning. Uh, yeah, that was a waste of time. Yeah, complete waste of time. So, so we're talking about cars, 610-374-8800-888-401-0459. Give us a call. We can talk about cars and car things and all sorts of good stuff like that. So if you want, don't want to call in, but you want to watch us on Facebook and you have a question, you don't want to call in, you can just type that into the chat bar and we can try to get to that as we're talking so i don't know where tommy wanted to start but i i didn't even talk to him about this before we got we uh oh do you have a surprise i have a little i just have a little thing oh a little Um, okay so okay so just to go back to the um ship that sank oh yes i saw they put the list of cars out there of cars out now the one that was on fire and then they were going to try to get the stuff back and then it uh kind of List it and uh, went down. Yeah, so yeah, it listed and then and yeah. then we're done. Yeah, because you thought, oh, they'll just take that out and and let it sink, and they tried to bring it back to salvage what they could, yeah. and yeah, no. well, because they probably could have been able to salvage a little bit because there's like some bunch of supercars in there, and um, yeah, but and doesn't don't ships have uh, compartments yeah. to kind of iso- yeah. help isolate right. so if they do well, have a fire like that you see, can kind of try to if, isolate it I don't know if these ships have compartments like that I know military ships do and cuz they have the they have those compartments to try to re- reduce um flooding anything from spreading but I but I don't know if those kinds of cargo ships have those mm. kinds of compartments because yeah, I have I, no idea. Because I know that cargo ships, all they are is just one big open well, and then they stack the okay. the um, containers in there, like just on top of each other, like kind of like Legos. So I don't know if the car compartment ships, con- carrier ships, have those compartments. So yeah. I'm not really surprised that the whole thing listed and went down um, because of the lack of compartmentalizing. Yeah. Um, but this article that I read, it's, you know, like Lamborghini and Bentley. They're like, oh, cars that are irreplaceable. Come on. Don't tell me. Don't tell me a manufacturer is telling me that a car is irreplaceable because you made it. You can they do it again. New, okay. They make new ones every day. They make new ones every day. But I thought one of the funniest, two interesting things 
the one there was 190 Bentleys on board, which accounted for 10% of the Bentleys that were in the United States. Hmm. That's not many, very many Bentleys. No, but they cost a lot of money. They do cost a lot of money. They cost a lot of money. But what I was kind of, kind of like wah wah about was there was a nine, like a ninety two or ninety four Honda Prelude that was the sixty fifth oh. that was produced, and it was on that ship. Oh boy! And now it is part of a coral reef. So. Well, yeah. you know, those do have quite the fan following. They do. They're the 65th SIR model ever built. So, the, unfortunately, uh, Top Gear also found a Facebook post of tribute to the vehicle owner, a man referred only to as Gary, who claims he won't receive any insurance money for his drowned vehicle because of, quote, complications. So, and my dad had a prelude, with not the ones with the rear steer. As Elon. Yeah. But I didn't know Preludes had rear steer. They did. I know. Yeah, the fancy one, the one that you're talking about, okay. probably had the rear steering. I know the the yeah, Nissan ha- what you call it had rear steers too. Yeah, but those Preludes they were like a mechanical system, so oh, everything okay. had like there were like rods and all kinds of like crazy gizmos to make it work. They're okay. not like today's setups that when a car has rear steering that uh, it has an electronic solenoid and kind of mimics a steering rack. Oh, okay. These, these like, these this was like actual like, like rear steering. Yeah. This was like rear steering and you were like this. I mean, this was back in the day of man yeah. where you still had manual steering on cars too. Mm-hmm. And all that was mechanical linkage. But if, if Danny was here, he would, he would know oh, he all would the give information us the full rundown. Yep. So, yeah. But, um, and so I thought of all the cars that were on that manifest, mm-hmm. that was the one that was like really irreplaceable. Yes. You know, like you can't, it's the 65th built, you know? So anyway, I figured I'd start with that just to, um, yeah, there was quite of, a few, but yeah. you know what? They're building new ones every day. That's right. They're building new ones every day. So they'll, um, some of that stuff, like you said, the, that prelude, yeah, somebody would have paid a lot of money for that. Most I think likely. someone already did pay a lot of money for it. They just mm. and it was there. He was shipping it over here. So my, my guess was it was probably well over a hundred thousand. Oh, probably easily. over a hundred and fifty would <laughs> be my guess. Zoiks. Yeah, those those bring quite a bit of money for a car that was uh, not that crazy expensive no. back in the day when you looked at other compared but to other things. I but have, still, I have to admit that the that square body Prelude is one of my definitely one of my favorite. It, it's everybody's yeah <laughs> it's everybody's it's, everyone's it, it's favorite. right next to the blue honda civic si from uh i believe 99 2000 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know very very much the same mm-hmm. the same car yeah you know i would say for um the generation coming up on uh, middle age here that was <laughs> that was where i'm, I'm dating myself <laughs> Uh, so coming up there on that, you know, those were the cars that, you know, were new when, when I was, yeah when I was in my younger days there and, uh, coming oh. out of high school and, mm-hmm. you know, and the people with money had those cars and like, everybody oh. looked at them and said, Oh man, those are so cool. You know, kind of like, you know, everybody looks fondly back on the, the cars from the, from the sixties and very early seventies, mm-hmm. kind of the same way. Yeah. You know, but 
I, there's not many people look fondly upon the late 70s and, and <laughs> early 80s, 80s early 80s and early <laughs> it's 90s a low point there's in a couple, vehicle there's manufacturing a, there's a couple cars in there but you know it's not like everything no. they made everybody's like oh my gosh I oh wish look I had at that 1985 of... plymouth no yeah there's not many people <laughs> looking for that Please give me give me an eighty five dart. That would be awesome. I don't even know if they made them in eighty five. Uh, see now, now you're gonna be corrected somewhere. Okay, so Mark, <laughs> Dave, my friend Mark said that's how I got my start in Hondas in ninety one through ninety six as I can't a tech. Oh, oh, as a I tech. A uh, tech. Okay. Um. Okay. So. I don't know where you want to go next. I know we kind of, I derailed everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. Totally off there. That's, that's but, uh, I wanted, I wanted to talk about, you know, it's, it's pouring down outside and we talked a little bit about yesterday about having the lights on <laughs> when it's raining. Okay. Would you believe I got behind a guy this morning and I could not get my phone out fast enough driving a black car <laughs> in the rain and then it got foggy. Yeah. And I'm like, Turn your lights on, guy. I yell, I yell it too. Okay, so when I'm crossing Penn Avenue and I see people go by with no seatbelt on, I literally yell, no seatbelt. Like, they can't hear me because the window's closed. But, like, I, I I look at that. I look for that stuff. Like, you're not wearing your seatbelt. Put your seatbelt on. But then when people don't have their lights on and it's, it's like, misty like this and raining mm-hmm. and, like, all that kind of stuff, I'm, I literally yell to myself, turn your lights on. Yeah. Nobody can hear me, though doesn't help anything it just makes me feel better <laughs> so people if your windshield wipers are on turn your lights on yeah that's I how mean, it goes yeah i mean this guy it was it was a black car in the rain in the and then we went through the big like a big patch of fog yeah and i was like if somebody's pulling out from a driveway or an intersection you they're never going to see this guy no. no they're never going to see this guy no and and yeah so Light, wipers on, lights on. Wipers, lights. Wipers, yeah, lights. Yeah, yeah. I was just, it was just really crazy that you know, two days in a row, and I tried <laughs> to snap a picture, and then we got through the fog, and I was like, I was gonna snap a picture like I did of the one yesterday, yeah. and be like, can anybody find a car in this? <laughs> find, find the car in this picture. Nope. Anyway. So yeah, I was kind of, I was like, two days in a row, and and this just kind of backs up why I'm gonna put a camera in my car. Because I see all kinds of stuff all the time. You see a lot more stuff than I do. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe I, I'm just super focused on no, driving. I see all kinds of crazy <clears throat> stuff all the time. So we were driving home the other day. I guess it was Tuesday. And he, we, I go through the intersection. <laughs> and the phone rings. And it's Tommy. I'm like, I knew he was behind me because I passed him on 12. He calls me. He's like, did you know your mom was behind you? And I'm like, No. And he's like, why did you not? You passed her on the highway. I was like, I am driving, Thomas. And then I said, oh, I know what was happening. I was sitting at the light and the um, uh, bicycle song from Queen was on. And it ring, 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 ring. That. So you were imagining you were ringing the bells on your bicycle? <laughs> yes. I literally was doing the ring, ring, ring. I was doing the thumb action. I mean, who doesn't do that? Okay, maybe I'm the only one. I know there's people shouting at the radio. Elon's raising his hand over there. I know. There's people shouting at the radio. I do that, Ashley. Thank you. Thank you very much. Anyway, so I was really preoccupied with the Queen song with the ring, 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 ring. Anyway, so I didn't know that 
my mom was behind me and yeah. I was concentrating on driving yeah. and I was yeah. sitting at the light so I could do the ring ring. Yeah, because I saw you pass me and then I when you know, driving behind, I I pulled up on this car. I'm like, oh, that's Ashley's mom. I wonder if she even knew that she passed her. <laughs> Probably. Nope. Nope. No idea. See, my mom wouldn't even know that I passed her either. No. 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 So, because she's... I was like, hey, Focus I know. On see, I I drive and I go, hey, I know that person. Hey, I know that. I wave to him. I'm too busy. I'm too busy focusing. Oh, I'm too busy passing. Is really what's happening. Yeah, that's really what it is. Passing. Passing people. That's right. I'm passing people. So, so do you want to take a break now? Uh, yeah, we can and take a break then we now. can get into mother other stuff on the other side. Six ten three seven four eight eight zero zero eight 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 four zero one zero four five nine, and we'll be right back. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we have uh, Mike calling in in Reading. Hi, Mike. Hi, how are you? Good. Doing well. What's I up? wanted to thank you because you said the right thing, which I haven't heard since the 90s. Headlights, when your wipers are on, really should be stressed. Yeah. 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 Because people, I just, well, I mentioned yesterday when we talked, called into the guys that some people have the automatic headlights, but if it's, if the weather, the lighting is just in between, then you don't know, because you're so used to just them just being on automatically. So you have to remember to turn your lights on if you have the automatic lights. Precisely. And yeah. automatic lights aren't necessarily headlights. That's they true. They also have the, the dim low lights. Right. You know, Right, just uh, like a running light. The, yes. Yep. But in the 90s, it became a, a Pennsylvania law that you had to have your headlights on when your wipers were on. Yes, yes. So, you know, oh. it doesn't get communicated enough, but I'm glad you did. So, uh, Well, huh? I, I will continue to stress that and to always wear your seatbelt. So that's my <laughs> <laughs> two things. Put your seatbelt on is the only thing that's saving you from the steering wheel aside from an airbag, and that's not always guaranteed to go off. So, You're darn right. Yeah. So I thank you for, for uh, all your input. It's you all good. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. You have a great day. Thanks. Appreciate thank it. You. Yes. Wear your yeah. seatbelt. And, and um, well, there's lots of other things I could preach about. Well, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, that brings up something interesting, <clears throat> too. I was watching some crash test videos today okay. from cars that are made in India. Okay. So... These were taken over to England. I don't know if, um, and they're Indian car companies, and they want. I'm thinking they want to export them, so they send them to these countries. Okay. They have them test they them. They have actual tra tra yep. crash tests. <clears throat> yeah, so they have the actual crash crash tests, and they test them. And they said basically, these four car companies have received zero stars on their crash test ratings. Zoiks. And you think you I, think having a three star car is like I don't know, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> like and manufacturers manufacturers here are like if they're rated less than five stars, you oh, know, yeah. they're like trying to oh yeah, they're figure doing, out they're how to doing some serious engineering yeah. unless you out. unless you're Jeep and worried about the rollover one, which they constantly fail that one, but. <laughs> Do you remember the Suzuki sidekick that if it, if you would swerve too hard and it would flop over? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that, well, that I think they call that the moose test now. Why is it called the moose test? Because you swerved to not to not hit the moose. 
I think I think that's what it's called. I think serious? yeah, I think that's what it's called. They have a what they call up. a moose test for oh, cars. Gosh, I gotta look it up. I have to but my but yeah, they they it's that whole swerve thing that the car doesn't flip over. But yeah. you know, a lot of cars now are made like a lower center of gravity. Right. Yeah. But going back to these crash tests that I was watching, they did the like the offset one of the accident, and this car if. And it was a thirty-five mile an hour act, uh, thirty-five mile an hour uh, impact. Okay. And this car, the engine was like in the passenger compartment at the end of the the Good crash heavens. test. Yes, which on our cars here, they're not hap. You know, that's usually not happening. Well, the engine's supposed to drop. Yeah, it's supposed to kind of like drop and like roll Crumple around yeah, it, like kind of roll under the car. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of cars now are designed when you get in an accident that the front end kind of folds down yeah. and goes under. Mm-hmm. So these just went like straight in and the That's terrifying. like the engine was in the passenger compartment like on the driver and passenger front seats and like on the dummies that's and that's that's how cars used to crumple in the 70s mm-hmm. because yeah. i remember people saying i got into an accident in my 73 fill in the blank and my the engine was in the front seat yeah yeah so a lot of times that doesn't happen anymore no because of the the safety design <laughs> so you say about wearing your seatbelt and None of these cars had those crumple zones. None right. of them have the. None of them had airbags either. So <laughs> yeah. you know, none had airbags. They did have seatbelts, but they didn't have the rest of the stuff. And when they they were showing these tests, they are just downright terrible. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, these are the cars that you know we used to have, but now because of all the laws and everything in place, mm-hmm. they've become a lot safer. Yes. And, a lot, lot safer. So, did you look up the moose it's, test? It's a thing. Yeah. Why? I just couldn't remember. Is it the sw- them swerving back and forth, the mist stuff? Yeah, yeah. The new Toyota 2016 Hilux fails the moose test, and it mm-hmm. flops right over. Yeah. They do like a swerve. Usually what they end up doing is they'll put um, like a like a wheeled they, outriggers like yeah. on the on it yeah if they think it's gonna whoops okay yeah. i was just watching a video it goes up on the side on two wheels on the side and then flops back down yeah but that and, would still be a fail yeah oh yeah because <laughs> that and that's a very experienced driver driving oh, yeah. that yeah and they're trying not to they're trying to see what it does if like and the whole thought is there's a moose standing in the road and right if, if you've ever seen any <clears throat> vehicle that has a run-in with a moose it's usually not good for anybody anybody any of the participants yes exactly because a lot of times they tell you when you drive in areas where uh, moose are that if they're standing in a road in the dark a lot of times you don't see them because your headlights don't shine on the body they They shine shine underneath right yeah yeah and you only see the legs yeah and then which too late yeah which usually means the body of the moose is at windshield height right and that's when things get really bad so that's when you need to swerve yeah so i.e the moose swerve so it's it's a it's a heavy swerve i mean it's really kind of it's very aggressive. Yeah. It's very yeah. aggressive. Yeah. And cars will have no problem with it. Mm-mm. But when you get into the SUVs and the <clears throat> trucks and the stuff that hits, that sits higher mm-hmm. and has a higher center of gravity, when you go to like do that big jerk move to the left or to the right, it all that weight just wants to keep going. Right. And, it's you know, the momentum inertia. 
Because mm-hmm. that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, the moose test is a real, real thing over the last couple of years. I but did not know that. Yeah. Look, I learned something today. That but, was good. But the Suzuki Samurais, like you were talking about. <laughs> um, little things used to oh, flop right over. Yeah, but there was a, what was the car, the car show the, that was on PBS on like a Saturday afternoon? It was afternoon. a Motor Trend. Yeah, was that Motor mm-hmm. Trend? Mm-hmm. Motor Trend. Mm-hmm. They had a big thing about it. Oh, really? Yeah. they. That was like one of their favorite things was, the, I mean... <laughs> You were an automotive journalist, and you got you're like, okay, I got this car that flips over. <laughs> Let's see how Let's long go. it takes for me to put it on its. Side. Exactly. You're <laughs> Nothing like, like wheels up. <laughs> exactly. So and but they had a they had built like one of the first test rigs for that to oh, show okay. like how unstable it was when yeah. you went to like change <clears throat> lanes quickly it's or like training stuff like wheels. that. Yeah, kind of like training <laughs> wheels, and they would drive it around and they would show it like. You go to the left, and it would like lean over, and it would be on the wheel. You know, the wheels would be off the ground yeah, yeah, on the yeah. one side, and it'd be on like the support wheel on and the outrigger, and it it was just crazy. Is it is it because it had such a such a small wheelbase, and it was kind of top heavy with yep. a small wheelbase? Yeah, yeah, it's because it's narrow, narrow, okay. narrow, and yeah. sits high up. Yeah, you basically don't have enough uh, weight down low. Okay, to be able to to kind of handle it yeah so yeah very very interesting now that we went there yeah (laughs) with the moose the moose swerve or moose whatever you call it it was pretty funny okay so where do you want to go next oh you got my you got the the list up here i I was gonna i was actually gonna talk about too um i saw an article to follow up on our um on our warranty show Mm -hmm. the other day uh, Honda is putting warranties on 10-year-old cars, like, at the dealership. Why? Because they're trying to... I got some of these older cars that they're thinking that people might be looking to purchase as, like, a first car or something okay. like that. And they're trying to put a... I'm guessing, like, a value add to it. Okay. So... But it was kind of interesting because a lot of companies won't put warranties on older no. older cars. Well, that's kind of thought. I thought this was kind of interesting because everyone knows that Hondas really hold their value. Mm-hmm. So a 10-year-old Honda is kind of like, eh, not a big deal, you know, and it has... Yeah, that's it, a 2012. Yeah, yeah. So, and... and so with the fact that, and also the other thing with selling cars on at from a dealer, they don't like to have cars on their lot that are more than like what three, four years old. Yeah. So, and a lot of that comes down to, and I only found this out recently, is financing. Okay, that makes uh, sense. Banks won't finance cars; <clears throat> they won't finance older cars at a low rate. Right. Yeah. You had you end up having rate. to get a higher rate. Mm-hmm. It becomes more of like a personal loan because they don't view the car being worth anything when you're done paying it off. Yeah, and that totally makes sense because there's no value in it. Um, yeah, the there's vehicle. no value in it to them. To them, I mean, there is to the driver, but yeah, there yeah. is for you owning it because it's your transportation to get from A A to B and all that kind of stuff. So well, it's. It's definitely worth something. Yeah. Now, to the bank, if you default on the loan and they got to resell it, 
it's, it's not like, really meh. worth anything yeah, to them. Not to them. So, but, but it's interesting that they're doing this. Um, well, so the more interesting part I thought was, it's called a Honda True Used Warranty. The car can be up to ten years old and have no mileage limit. Wow. Now the warranty isn't like a it's, typical. Yeah, it's pretty. Minimal. So it's pretty minimal. But still to have them, you know, to buy something and if you have a problem, they're going to back it up on an older car. Uh, it says the non-powertrain coverage. So that would be anything besides the engine and transmission. So it says uh, 100 days up to 5,000 total miles on the odometer. Okay. So 100 days or, you know, you put 5,000 miles on it. So it's not a super long warranty, and the powertrain coverage is 100 days and up to 5,000 miles. Which, so. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, yeah. how many times have you bought a used car and, you, and be like, okay, I know this thing is going to need work, you mm -hmm. know? So yeah, it's, it's pretty good. So And they give you the first oil change with it. Which and, is nice. Uh, they have a three-day, 300-mile <laughs> exchange policy, and they give you some roadside assistance and towing and... Uh, you know, some other little things in there, which I thought was interesting that a vehicle manufacturer was starting to support older cars like that. But it's also Honda standing behind their brand, which I think is just as important as offering something like this. Because they want people to continue to drive their cars, even if it's their, you know, someone's first car or you know, whatever the case is, or you like that body style or you like that model. So it's just nice that Honda's saying, hey, I support my older vehicles and maybe other car manufacturers will start doing that because we know that Hondas and Toyotas will always last longer because Honda and Toyota preach ma uh, maintenance. Mm -hmm. So I'm. this is interesting but not surprising for me hmm. because they want people to continue to drive their cars because it's a billboard for them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's take a break um, and give us a call, 610-374-8800-888-401-0459, and we'll be right back. We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we are here live on 830 AM. We are from King's Auto Repair and we are Idle Talk and we're taking your calls, talking about cars. And Ernie has a comment about older cars, favorite older cars. Hi, Ernie. Hey, how you, how you guys doing today? Great. Good, good. Yeah, cars, cars, cars. <laughs> um, I have to say uh, uh, probably two of my uh, older cars that I've had, which were my favorites actually, uh, I have to think, uh, an 89 Toyota Corolla. Was it a wagon? No, no. It was okay. uh, just a, a sedan. So regular sedan. sedan. Okay. okay. And uh, I think that was the last year they were carbureted uh, motors. Mm. Uh, yeah, and Could uh, be. Yeah. I uh, bought that car for 500 bucks from a neighbor down in Florida. Nice. And uh, I would drive that car to softball tournaments all over the place. Uh <laughs> And I would average between 27 and 29 miles per gallon. That's very good. Yeah. 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 Uh, the other favorite car I had, older car, was an 85. I think it was a, a 318 BMW. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I bought that 85. off of a lot uh, used. It was pristine. And, that would have uh, been... That, 
that I would get very high uh, gas mileage too. I had a good uh, European uh, uh, mechanic down in Florida. Okay, was that the, still the square body? Because they it, it was a square body. Okay, and the motor. The motor. Uh, I attuned the motor to sounding like a lawnmower engine. <laughs> it, it would whine real loud, yes. and you know, it, it was a great car. Great yeah, car. and they 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 made the three eighteen in like a weird little coupe, almost yeah. like a like an egg shape. Yeah, do you, do you remember those? Yes. Yeah. 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 The three yeah, but the three eighteen is like like the um like the th- it's like the three series like a three turn into like the three twenty five. Yeah, yeah three twenty five, three twenty, that three twenty i. I actually okay. had three twenty i too when I lived in Atlanta. Oh. Um, Interesting. But I didn't think that that had as much pickup as that little 318 that I had. The, the mechanic, you know, I had, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, valve adjustments. Okay. And uh, those motors ran on compression, a lot of uh, air hoses and stuff like this. And oh, if yeah. one hose was off. <clears throat> vacuum hoses. The, the whole motor yeah. did not work. Yeah. Um, your Toyota Corolla, anytime I think of an 80s Toyota Corolla, I think of my dad got a uh, Toyota Corolla. I, it was like a hatch. It was a four-door hatch, but he got it in a diesel because he was commuting to Philadelphia. And it had to have been in the mid-80s. It had to have been like 85. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. He loved that car, and there was no turbo on it, so he got like 40 miles to the gallon on that thing. Yeah, they were mass-produced. Uh, yeah. uh, mine was a five-speed. Um yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I would get out on the road. I, I did a lot of softball tournaments between Fort Lauderdale and Tampa. Okay. Mm. I would drive and drive and drive and drive. And uh, it, they were great cars to drive. Yeah. Um, oh, he, old lady he loved it his... before I bought it. Okay. And uh, I drove that car. I, I, I had 180,000 miles on it. And I traded it in uh, to Salvation Army down there. I bought this car to sale uh, a, uh, an auction. Salvation Army, uh, okay. a, a 90 Crown Victoria. <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's totally different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but it was pristine, and yeah. it was garage-kept. Okay. And uh, had 60,000 miles on it, oh and it had to be, I don't know, 10, 15 years old okay. when I bought it. Uh, but it, it was just uh, the Salvation Army, you know, giving to them and then, yeah. you know, buying something from them, to, you know, so they you know, cool. what they do with their monies and stuff like that, but... Uh, uh, had a lot of cars. My first car was a 62 Chevy Impala. That you still uh, wish you had, that you wish you had, uh, right? Two-door hardtop, oh. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It was uh, a black with uh, red leather, oh, yeah. bench, bench seat, uh, 283 yeah. motor. And, uh, you know, even that little motor, 283, that had a lot of ponies once you get out on the highway and that's you know, a, going in in the city or whatever, it didn't, you know, yeah. go too fast. But when you got out on the highway, that 283... That would go. It's a cruiser. Yeah, get it revved up. That's a good one. That's a real good one. Yeah, we all have the we all have the one that got away. You know, we still wish we had. That's. But I've had a lot of cars. You know, I've had Corvettes. I've had you know a lot of sports cars and stuff like this. But those two little cars, that that Toyota Corolla, yeah, uh, and that uh, little BMW was uh, my favorites. Two favorites. Yeah. Yeah. We all have those. We have yep. we we have the like. Oh, I wish I that was a great. You think that was a great car? <laughs> wish I still had that. You know, but like, it's like you can't go can't go home again. It's like you'll it'll never be that way again. You can never like you just have to keep on 
buying cars and see sure. if, it, if it fills that little niche that you miss so much about right. whatever that car did for you. Right. So that's cool. Very okay. Cool. 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 Thank cool. you, Ernie. Cool. Take care now. Love it. See you. Okay. Yeah. Toyotas are this only, you can get that, the new, they have make a Toyota Corolla. It's like an X something something, and you can get still get it in a stick shift. <clears throat> oh, the new the new Toyota. It's super cute too. Yeah, I've I've seen it. It's like a little hatch yeah. thing. It was like what used to be the Scion XA, I believe. Oh, really? Or something like that. Okay. Yeah, they kind of rounded them and yeah, made a made them the a little backs. torpedo shape. Yeah, versus square. Yeah, I like them. They're fun. Anyway, uh, where do you want to go next? Um. I was reading through my, I was looking through my notes here and, you know, we were talking about seatbelts earlier and I, I, I did not use that for this, this segue. Mm -hmm. So this is a very bad segue, Okay. but, uh, I saw this article that said the insurance Institute for highway safety says that the seatbelt reminders in your car are bad. So the seatbelt reminders, not the seatbelts, the the reminders, reminders, the the reminders. Yes. The reminders are bad. Yes. And I was like, okay, I'll take your clickbait. Okay, clickbait, please. I will take your clickbait. Please take tell my me, click. Tell tell me what tell me what is bad. You're telling me that reminders are bad or so I got into it and they were talking about how they actually ding and remind you and put out the warning to have your seatbelt buckle. Which is different than the door ding. Right? Isn't yes. it different than the door ding? Um, yeah, they used to be the same. They do them differently now. Well, see, I don't know what seatbelt chiming sounds like because I already have already have my seatbelt on. So I don't yeah. know what that noise yeah. sounds like. Well, the I know some of them are very annoying because I don't always, when I go around a block with a car, I may not always put mine on. That's... And she's staring at me right now. <laughs> if I go around the block at the shop, I know, you're I really going go, like 20 miles yeah, an hour. Yeah, I'm usually doing like 10 miles an hour and I'm yeah. driving, you know, I'm going slow around the block. Okay. So let's slide this time. It's not, a, it's not every time. <laughs> I usually do, but it's not every time around the, the block. I'll, I'll admit it. I'm not very, I'm not good. I'm so, not, so, but they were talking about the dingers and what they're actually, how they're starting to rate these dingers and how to get a good rating on the reminders. And they, to receive a good rating, it says the vehicle must generate a loud signal and a visual alert that has to last at least 90 seconds. So that's a minute and a half. That's a long time. It is. But now that's when somebody's unbuckled in the front row and at least 30 seconds when someone's buck, not buckled in the second row. Hmm. Which I had no idea they started monitoring the seatbelts in the second row. did not know that either. Yeah, because that would be, I mean, a bunch of years back when they came out with the advanced airbags, Mm -hmm. they put weight sensors in the seat. Yeah. And the weight sensors were part of the advanced airbags because you could tell if there was a smaller person sitting in the seat. Right. They would put, so... For the advanced airbags to work properly, there's uh, measurement tools on the, or measurement sensors on the actual seat tracks. So as you move the seat front and back, it'll tell you how far away from the steering wheel it is. Okay. And it also knows what your weight is from sitting on the seat. Okay. Because they're like, okay, this will be a larger person. 
So they can kind of guess at how tall you are because your seat's how far back and possibly how like heavy you are going to be going forward towards that steering wheel in an accident. So they, they can control the airbags a lot more than what they used to. Yeah. It just, just to be a explosion. Yeah. It used to be like one single explosion. Now there's, there's a couple different stages. So, and this kind of ties in with that because they're starting to, I guess, they're looking at the second row seats now mm-hmm. because they're starting to add airbags back there too. Wow. They have the they have the curtain airbags back there. But my guess is they're going to start putting them in seats and stuff like that. So they're going to mm-hmm. start monitoring the rear seats for people sitting in them. I mean, I guess it would make sense to put airbags back there somehow. I mean, you could put the airbags in the backs of the seat uh, backs of the front seats. You could do the side curtain airbags. I don't really know where else you could put them though. I mean, yeah, I get the. I don't, I don't know. know. They're engineers. They're smarter yeah. than I. So that's why. That's Maybe what... out of the you now, pop down out of the roof or something. Oh yeah, look at you thinking. Yeah, pop down out of the roof or something like that. But I thought it was kind of interesting that they were rating the dingers on the for the seatbelts. So many little tiny things that we as just consumers don't even think of. Mm-hmm. So let's take a break. We'll continue talking about this on the way on the other side. Give us a call 610-374-8800-888-401-0459. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we're here at 8.30 a.m. WEU. <laughs> I'm moving around my microphone because it's making squeaky noises. Um, and we are from King's Auto Repair. We are Idle Talk. And we're going to talk to Paul. Hi, Paul. Hi. What's up? Okay. First of all, uh, I am one individual who doesn't look at crash ratings when I'm deciding what type of automobile to buy because I figure... I have enough confidence in my driving <laughs> that I really don't need the crash protection. And also, 21 years ago, I got hit in the chest by an airbag. Oh. And my chest hasn't been the same since. Wow. Well, that was different airbag technology, too. So, yeah. much different. But I, 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 I don't t- see why I have to pay for such things as airbags just because other people are afraid to drive without them well it's not it's not being afraid to drive without them it's governmental yeah. regulations it's making the car safer all all around you know if we still had the technology from 19 fill in the blank it yeah. wouldn't be it's it'd be a different yeah. different world there was a there was a crazy accident out near our house the other day um yeah the car hit a tree and was basically cut in half and the guy actually lived he, he, getting out of it now, he it didn't crazy. walk out didn't of walk the accident away, he was transported by um by um i believe they did take him out in a helicopter yeah but they, they did yes they did but uh, if you look at that car, you would think that nobody survived that, and all the airbags around the the driver's side were deployed. So they do save lives, and um, you know, without getting into statistics and details and that kind of stuff. Well, when that airbag went out, off on me, that I couldn't. I was taken away by ambulance. Yeah. And I really mm-hmm. thought it was all over for me. Yeah, uh, believe because it. of the crash. But because but, of the airbag, yeah. But because of the airbag, yeah. mm-hmm. because twenty years, er, twenty-one years earlier, 
I had an accident where when I reconstructed it, I hit a low shoulder, mm. the vehicle flipped over, oh. and yeah, it spun around and flipped over when it hit the mountain on the other side. Okay. I wasn't even wearing a seat belt, and I got away. The biggest wound that I had was to my pride. You're lucky. I was able to go to my... You're lucky. I, well, it's not luck. It's it's dismissed evidence that yeah. some people... It's dis, it's evidence that's d- dismissed. But I was... Uh, and my work then involves physical labor, and that. And the day after that accident, I was still able to go to work. Yeah. And, well, but like I said, when the airbag went off, uh, like I said, yeah. I thought it was all over for me. Right. I was asking for a priest when I was in the hospital, right. figuring that it was all over. I was in so yeah. much pain. And, yeah. But that's why that's that's what we were just talking about. Is the airbag technology has changed? I mean, that was just an airbag that deployed. Bam! Here you go. Yeah. Here's an airbag. Now there's sensors. It reads how fit, how how much you weigh, how close you are to the steering wheel. It is much much different than what mm-hmm. it used to be. So, um, but, but like I said, I have enough confidence in my driving mm-hmm. that I. I really don't think I need them at all. I wish right. they'd repeal that regulation. Oh, that's not going to happen. Especially with the airbags. <laughs> no. And maybe if they repealed some of the regulations with the electronics, they'd be able to start building cars once again yeah. without rely, in spite of the electronic shortage. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for the call, Paul. I appreciate that. Have a good night. Um. I, I, I understand the frustration with that, with that kind of thing. Yeah. But technology is really, really evolving. And I understand that, you know, people have had bad experiences with, with those kinds of things. But it's just, it's just. Yeah, it, the original. And we can't change the, anything about yeah. it. Things are going to keep evolving. A lot of the original airbags that were in cars were very aggressive. They were very yes. aggressive. There were a lot of people died from the airbags yeah. Yeah. in the cars in the 90s when they first came out because they came out so aggressively and they they broke people's faces. Yeah, they, did, they did all kinds of damage. Yeah, so. And a lot of manufacturers got sued over it and they said, well, what can we do? Because we know this does work, but how can we save... How can we make it work better? Yeah. How can it be? Yeah. How can it just be a little bit smarter technology yeah. versus just bam, hair having an airbag? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's some crazy stuff and and crazy things you see that you're like, no one should have ever lived out of that. And you know, right. it's the safety equipment in the car. Yeah, definitely. So, so oh, uh, um, Jim, Jim wants to talk about airbags and seatbelts. Hi, Jim. Oh, wait. Yes. Hello. Okay. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, first of all, actually, I'd like to say um, I'm really impressed with your knowledge of cars. <laughs> I really a, mean that. Been a motorhead my whole life, so I can't I can't help it. It's just kind of and what so happens. Am I. And so am I. I have a 1959 Z28 Camaro, which I bought in 1979. Nice. Uh, it is original, except for the 302 motor. But anyway, that's good. Um, I'm just calling about the last caller. Yeah. And um, I totally agree with you. Anybody that gets into a car and doesn't wear a seatbelt is a fool. I mean, really. Um, there's not a single race car driver out there yep. on the circuit or anything that doesn't wear restraining. Yep. Uh, you know, it's just uh, when you read about these people that are rejected 
oh, uh, after an accident. Yeah. I, I, I'd be willing to bet that it's as close to 100% that they um, aren't wearing a seatbelt. Yeah. So they get run over by the car they're yeah. driving in yep. or the car behind them yep. or whatever. It, it, it's uh, These are missiles on the road. You're, you're driving down a 3,000-pound car. Well, that's 50 miles an hour. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I that's mean, my that's my nickname for all cars are two ton death machines. They are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, so. they're, 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 you know, it's. Uh, but my last question to you then would be um, with the electric cars uh, coming up now. Um, uh, I am. A, a, I have a garage and I work on my Z28 and stuff like that. But what's going to happen for the people that are going into, uh, you know, how do you tune up? An electric vehicle. I mean, what do you... Um, it's interesting. There, there, there's That's... no going into, uh, you know, changing jets or the, uh, <laughs> uh, the well, vacuum well... secondaries or uh, that's a Tom... timing. That's a Tommy, Tommy answer. So there are ways to hot rod them, just like anything are else. There? Yeah. There, there's uh, definitely, there's a lot more in like the programming side of stuff. Right, yeah. But um, just like anything else... Like a regular engine, the more fuel and more air you give it, the faster the engine goes, right? Exactly. The more power it makes. And yes, and the, and the camshaft, you can change uh-huh. the bump stick, you know. And, but the thing, so, um, so the electric thing, car, there's something else you can do to it, too. If you want to go and modify it and hook up extra batteries to it, you could essentially... <laughs> you could essentially... It would be like jamming more air and more fuel it's, into it so what we're saying is it's possible it's and, possible to take it people have done it already and a lot Look. of these cars they're not um if you know anything about electricity they are I do. i'm an electrician yeah. they're they're all three-phase motors so are they, okay they're okay. all three-phase motors running these cars so they're what are they are, are they ac induction motors they then, are or? they are okay they are ac and yeah so, so yeah so it's there's ways it, to hot rod it will, them. It will happen eventually. <laughs> so and the and the acceleration on an electric car is so much more than a regular combustion engine because there's there's much less friction. Yeah. So it yes, will, and the, the, the torque off an AC yep. motor is incredible. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. Um, well, all right, you know, Jim. It's, it's kind of, yep. Okay. Well, thank you oh, very much. Thanks. Jim. Great yep. call. Appreciate it. Well, okay, that was our wow, that was cool. Great, great yeah. calls last couple last like last ten minutes. <laughs> Call in earlier, people. <laughs> anyway, that is our show for tonight. Thank you so so much for listening. Thank you so so much for watching. If you're on Facebook, um, please please be nice to each other out there. Wear your seatbelts. Watch out for pooled um, water, water on everywhere. the roads. Be very careful and have a lovely weekend. And thank, thank you, you and good night.